Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to NJS Bay's Blog Talk Radio show, Conversations on New Jersey Education a show dedicated to creating a conversation among those of us in the education community and beyond on the important education issues of the day, a conversation that brings educational leaders to you, and I hope that you all feel free to join in the conversation. My name is Ray Penny, and I will be your host this morning. A couple of ground rules. First, we'll, we will not be using the chat room feature on the, the show today. And if you are interested in calling in, a few things you should know. To call in, dial 1-347-989-8904. One three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four, and when when you are ready to make a comment or ask a question, just press one, and that will indicate in our switchboard that you're ready to make a comment or question. I have someone who will be screening callers. Her name is Christy, so that she will ask you your name, where you're from, and the question or topic that you want to address. Also, if you're on the phone line, I will ask you to turn down the volume on your computer since there's a delay and only listen on the phone line. Finally, I will not be taking callers right away, but will in about 10 minutes or so, so be patient. The Christie administration has been out front pushing concepts like tenure reform, merit pay, tying teachers' evaluations to student performance, issues that for years have never been on the forefront of when we discuss educational policy decisions, but are now. I'm very excited about today's show for a couple of reasons. First, I believe that we are discussing a very important and timely topic, that is tenure reform and how it is tied to the way we evaluate our teachers. Secondly, though I am talking about this with I am talking about this with someone who is a classroom teacher and a union leader who is a strong advocate for his colleagues. While we do not always see eye to eye on all the issues, we both share a strong commitment to public education. Thirdly, I believe today shows a discussion among people who may not have the same policy positions all the time, but who can come together and discuss the issues in a collegial manner. Something that I, I think is wanting in the state at this moment. Uh, so first, I'd like to welcome Joseph Sheff. Joe, are you with us? Yes, yes, Ray, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, please tell us how long you've been a teacher, where you teach, and the grades. Sure. I, I've been a middle school teacher in the Patterson School District for the last 30 years, uh, teaching basically math and science, uh, and, and for the earlier part of the career uh, in the self-contained classrooms where all subjects were taught. And you were also president of the Passaic County Education Association. Right. How long have you been, been active? Well, I've been fortunate to uh, serve my members in Passaic County for the uh, last 16 years serving as president. Well, and that's an elected position by your colleagues. Uh, yes, every right? two years uh, they get a chance to uh, to choose uh, me or, or someone else. So. And uh, so I, I've known for the, our listeners, I've known Joe since I've been with the association, and we've worked together on some, a lot of issues. Uh, Joe, let's talk. Tenure is a difficult issue. Uh, why do you think tenure is a good policy? Uh, I assume you believe it is a good educational policy. 
Right, and I'd like to preface my comments by by thanking you, the school boards, and the superintendents. Plus, we pride ourselves in Passaic County to reach out to the whole education community, as you know, Ray, uh, working uh, collegially uh, for the best interests of our students. You know, when we hear the word tenure, we sometimes think it's oh, a job guarantee for life, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. It is really after a three-year probationary period, after numerous observations and other other um, evaluation tools that a, that a person is granted what is called tenure, but, but in reality, it's just that there's going to be an assumption of a due process to take the political um, aspects out of uh, of uh, teaching or, or for some academic freedom in the classroom. So all it does is to say after three years and a day, you have some basic rights to assume your job is going to be there unless there is a, a certainly a deficiency. So uh, uh, that's why I believe tenure is a necessary uh, issue and needs to stay on the table to take it to take away that sort of Damocles, so to speak, over the head of our members and and uh, have to uh, be puppets on a string and and reduce their ability to academic freedom and do what they think is best for the child. Uh, a couple things. Um, I'll take Governor Christie's position on this. Uh, he would probably uh, say uh, something to the effect that. It's not really a. It's almost a guarantee for a lifetime job after you attain tenure, since numbers indicate that very few lose their tenure rights due to in being inefficient teachers or ineffective teachers. Uh, what's your response to that? Well, my response to that is, you know, figures you can make them work any way you want. The truth is, Ray, as you know, we get. Uh, Many people coming into the profession, and in the first three years, uh, probably 40% either drop out or don't get tenure in the first place. Uh, secondly, um, according to certain statistics, one out of every, um, and if you just bear with me one second, one in every uh, uh, four to five teachers leave the profession or go to another district within that first five years. So we're talking a possibly 60 to 70 percent of the people who enter the field realize it's not for them or, or they uh, choose a different district which is more suitable to their teaching styles. So uh, as, as so, sixty percent right there. Then there are possibly 200 cases of tenure a year where maybe 150, 170 out of those numbers choose not to even pursue the fight, so to speak, and they just leave on their own. And that leaves the other 30 cases and almost to a, to a, a number. Those 30 cases, if there is a well-documented case, if there is enough evidence to show that somehow they're ineffective, they are let go. So uh, it, it's not as if... Uh, Teachers are there, uh, as Christy said, hold a mirror under their nose, and, and they're there. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Bergen Record statistics, every, every so often they run uh, district surveys. And I believe the average median years of experience on the job in both Bergen and Passaic counties, and between the two counties, we have about, I, I would say, twenty-five to 30,000 teachers. It's a nine years' experience. 
So if teachers were just there hanging on, you would seem to think there'd be 20 or upward years of experience. So there is a healthy turnover. Four or 5,000 teachers leave in a normal year. 6,000 teachers leave every year. So you have an inflow of, uh, of maybe 6,000. Uh, last year, because of the unknowns and the constant attacks and criticisms, 12,000 teachers left. This year, we're looking at very similar numbers. So there is already a healthy turnover. The system provides for itself. And secondly, as you know, Ray, there is a process to get rid of, uh, of ineffective teachers. Uh, our, our administrators have that right. They do the evaluations, the building principles. Now, if they're not doing their job, maybe that's the area we have to look at and not at the team. It would be as a football coach not, not preparing, and then we say we're going to fire all the players. It's just not a sound business model. Well, I don't think they're talking about – well, first of all, I think we would both agree that in terms of the ineffective teachers in a lot of buildings, uh, from my conversations with a lot of uh, board members, administrators, and fellow teachers, there's really we're not talking that the buildings are overrun with in, ineffective teachers. Uh, this, you know, uh, I, I think it's a very small minority. But do you believe tenure is protects the better, the best teachers, or do you think I, it protects I the, think that tenure so. is the process that is necessary? Now, Ray, as you know, I'm sorry. as you know, we're certainly a an education association. If people want to use the word union, that's fine. I uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not unabashed about it. I'm not apologetic about it. We are here to serve the members because our members serve the kids. As a union, as a as, same as a defense attorney, we have to defend our members. They have to defend their clients. As a professional, I wish that the uh, that the arguments and the cases proved against these teachers that are ineffective are stronger than mine, and we get rid of them. However, we cannot just dilute the process by saying tenure is the problem. As you know, and, and this is what gets me, New Jersey ranks among the top three in, 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 in the best public education in, in the United States. We're number one in advanced placement courses. We're number one in closing the achievement gaps between our minority and disadvantaged students to, uh, in, in the nation. We're number one in writing. We're in the top three in math. Uh, we, uh, we have accolades all from every, every uh, corner of, of the education field. It was one uh, article, and I can't remember the woman's name, who said if uh, education were, uh, were giving Oscars, New Jersey would win the best actors, the best uh, dramas, the best picture. We do a good job, and, and it, it really somewhat infuriates me because, by extension, when we say our schools are failing, we're saying our kids, my son, your son, your daughters, your grandkids are failures. Or that's our product. They are not failures. Our students and our young people are, are the backbone of the future, and I, I'm in awe of them. So we're doing the job. I don't understand why we, we throw out all of the, of the uh, data from, from various sources that says New Jersey is in the tops, the top three or the top one, and, and we just discount that. Uh, Joe, but the the issue with ten is tenure the only way that you can protect teachers. Uh, 
I mean, no one else has that type of protection in most of their jobs. Uh, you know, well, even the police don't have that type of protection. Why would it have to be extended to just teachers? Well, let me ask that. Uh, I was always wondering how many police or fire, and I'm not, were let go because of poor job performance. Probably a small number. How many doctors and lawyers without that? But here's the reason, Rye Ray. Economy. It's never about the money. It's always about the money. We turn out a product that's a student. I, I was, I'm out of school now over 40 years. My teachers created the fabric of my life and gave me my life. And for those 40 years, I've been a taxpayer and putting back tenfold what it costs to educate me. However, an, a, a more seasoned veteran teacher certainly makes a little more money. So the first thing that I would do if I was a business manager is to say the only way I could save money here and ultimately, without the unspoken world, and the child be damned and excuse me, is to get rid of that teacher that's making 80000 and hire someone with 40000 And I save 40000 off the bat, and by the time we see if that, that teacher is effective or not, I may be on to a different job. I may be uh, out of office. So it's the, it's the scale of the economy that, that I, I, I fear. I fear because when we say it's always about the child, it, uh, you know, I taught in Patterson. Nine percent of our children lived under the poverty level in 1995, I believe. Twenty-three percent live under the poverty level today. P -p kids are going home without electric to single-parent or no-parent homes. They're, they don't have the resources that, that many of, of the children in suburbia have and if we're so concerned about that why are we only limited to the student is not being served in the school building that child is not being served in the in the broader community so it's an issue beyond the schools and um, the facts speak for themselves right if tenure was such a problem how do we get to be tops in the nation uh we have a couple of callers before I, and i'll get to joe's uh Response, but just to remind uh, the people, if you want to ask a question, the number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four, and you press one, and that'll indicate to Christy on the switchboard that you have a question. I have a, a John who who's a board member from Monmouth County. John, do you have a comment or a question? Yeah, I do. Uh, hi, Joe. Uh, thanks for your hi, uh, thanks for your comments this morning. Um, I, you know. It, it occurs to me, you know, the teachers are, you know, incredibly well-educated, most of them. A lot of them have master's degrees, at least bachelor's degrees, and, you know, they are constantly going for all this continuing education and everything. And, you know, it, it occurs to me that, you know, that takes a lot of force of personality. It takes a lot of self-reliance. And I, I guess when I put that up against, you know, the protections offered by tenure and union and things like that, I, 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 I kind of, I don't get it. Um, you know, because again, I look at how educated and how 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 well. Again, you know how that's not an easy process to get advanced degrees. John, are you? Uh, let me just step in. John, are you trying to say that most teachers are actually very competent and that they probably don't even Absolutely. need the tenure that's, reform, tenure protection? That's, that's exactly what I'm. To them. I'm yeah. <laughs> I mean, so and, and, no, look, I, and you know, if it comes down to the political vagaries of the job, it's like you know, I don't want to sound blunt here, but welcome to the rest of the world. Um, you know, I, you know, but I guess just kind of leaving leaving that aside. I mean, again, I find very many teachers that I talk to highly competent, highly able, and highly, 
dynamic uh, people, and um, I'm just I'm at a loss to kind of explain this uh, juxtaposition here, right? Almost. Okay, Joe, uh, he makes a good point. I mean, I, I guess you would agree that most teachers are very good. Um, that he doesn't think you need it, at least from his district's perspective, that they would keep all the great teachers that, I guess, and uh, maybe I'm speaking for John a little bit, that tenure is protecting the, the poorer teachers, not the, the best teachers. So how would you respond, Joe? Well, tenure does not protect the poorest teachers. Tenure protects an honest and open process. Welcome to the real world is certainly it. Uh, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. The scale of economy, if you had a worker who was turning out of 15,000 widgets an hour and you were paying him $100,000 and he was making a profit for that company, and you had a worker who was only making 40000 turning out 1000 chances are you're going to get rid of that lower-paid worker. But the scale of economy shows the more experience and the more education that a teacher gets, at times it's used as a negative and not a positive. And, John, don't we already have a process that your principals, who are the educational leaders in the school, can do it, uh, their, their proper paperwork and procedures to get rid of that teacher? Of course. Uh, so then I, I'm not saying we don't need to tweak it or enhance it or improvement a bit, but to throw it out totally, uh, again, excuse the cliche, is like throwing a baby out with the bathwater. What happens? Well, well, here's a case in point. I had a teacher who, who had a, a, a personal style that, that did not meet the uh, soup du jour educational model of the day, centers, bu bulletin <laughs> boards, and so forth experienced, had a, a fourth grade class coming in that scored 76% on the ask and received all ends for the first time in their career, needs improvement. At the end of that year, the, the test scores came in was the highest. 98% of those students passed, highest of, of, in the district, and yet the principal's comments were, insignificant next year you'll still have to do your bulletin board and whatever and teach my way so in a business model that generally does not happen if you're making a profit for the company and i'm the ceo i'm singing a song but to make buildings look good sometimes we we throw out the educational growth of a child I'm gonna put and that's john why i the... think we need to process yeah uh john uh i'm gonna put you on hold uh, sure but i I think, and just continue to listen. Uh, Joe? Yes? Uh, I think he was trying to also make the point that he's not supporting arbitrary uh, dismissal of teachers. I think, and no one really should be uh, supporting that. I think uh, that he's saying that you don't need to have tenure to have those protections, that, you know, we do need to have uh, safeguards in place for if if you're a great teacher and you have great results, it's not uh, you're not let go simply because of a personality conflict with uh, well, the principal or superintendent or something to that effect. Well, how could we ensure that, right? Well, we'd have to put that in the policy. That's I mean, you have some well, protection you know, now, but maybe we uh, could do an evaluatory process, an evaluation with something like saying. Uh, teaching techniques, skills in adapting materials, skills in providing needs, classroom organization, management, uh, professional growth, uh, reaching uh, and, and, and judge the teacher on that. Would you think that's a good idea? 
I think we could create an evaluate. Now, I will agree with you. And in fact, we have another caller who I just was going to get to, Suzanne, and I don't know what happened to her, um, who brought up that we need to change the way we evaluate teachers if we were going to change the tenure rules. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, which was where I wanted to start moving to uh, now. The governor also wants to, you know what, before I move there, I do want to bring up one more thing. What would be your reaction to a proposal that was like, say, like a superintendent contract where you have tenure-like protection for a five-year contract, and then at the end of that five-year contract, uh, you're up for renewal uh, as a teacher with the administration? What would be that? That's something the governor is proposing in New Jersey School Board Association has proposed that also, something uh, along those lines. Well, again, Ray, the scale of economy, you're good for the first 20 years, all of a sudden you're not good, you don't qualify for a pension and a health benefit uh, that is part of the, the compensation package because uh, while teachers are fairly compensated, they are actually in, in New Jersey probably 30 or 40 percent behind their counterparts of, of other college graduates, according to a study I just read. So it's not about the money, but how do we ensure that after 20 years, Ray Penny is not going to be let go because if I let Ray Penny go now, I don't have a health benefit or I don't have a pension obligation to him anymore. Okay, Again, I, have another see, call. I have another okay. call here that we'll take, and she wants to talk about the, Suzanne, you want to talk about yes. uh, the assessment process? Yes. Go Hello? ahead, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, you're on Hi. the air. Um, thanks for taking my question. Um, I uh, just wanted to applaud the commissioner and really putting the spotlight on uh, what's happening in the classroom and talking about quality of instructions and um, and building it into a, an assessment model and really looking at the growth that the students are making. Um, I think these are great conversations and it's it's just nice to, as an administrator, be really viewed at as an instructional leader in our buildings. Um, I guess my concern is looking at what is used uh, in terms of that determination of student growth. And uh, I'm in Hunter County, and I know that there are all sorts of uh, private companies out there uh, selling uh, assessment models and data, and they're, they're kind of all over the place in terms of what they have to offer, and everybody's sort of doing different things. And if there's any um, talk at the state level of really – taking a better look at the assessment because it's one of these things that if you're going to do it, you, you really need to do it right. And if you have uh, bad data coming in, you're going to have bad results coming out. And right now I, I feel our current assessments are limited in that uh, the scope that they offer, uh, the data that they offer back to districts in, in terms of really being able to look at progress that students are, are making. Um, and, and certain districts have more money to spend on these uh, programs than others, and there's no real uniform system for that. Um, and I was just wanted to ask the commissioner if there any plan in place at the DOE level for looking better at that before we kind of jump into then using those well, as evidence of student growth. You have to ask the commissioner himself. Uh, Joe and I don't have a pipeline to him as far as I know. Right. Uh, but the, the proposal put out there, Suzanne, and uh, Joe, this really does segue into where before you change tenure, you have to change the way teachers are evaluated. And the governor is proposing and tying it to test scores or at least in some subject areas, because uh, I think only about 20, 25% of the teachers have any statewide assessment tied directly to their classroom. Uh, what are your concerns about, as a teacher, 
tying your evaluation, about 50% of your evaluation, to uh, student performance and growth, as Suzanne mentioned? Uh, well, and, and I agree with Suzanne. Um, uh, testing is, uh, I mean, that seems to be, again, uh, the only thing that uh, – that seems to say that schools are, are, are successful, or administration, or a teacher, or a student is successful. But there's so much more. There's the social interplay. There's the uh, uh, building of self-confidence in a student that uh, that that would never be addressed. And, and it's funny. I'm just reading a, an article: seven reasons why teacher evaluation would fail, and it's not possible, according to this, to uh, to equate the difficulty of raising as a student up five percent. Uh, once uh, they did a study where a teacher uh, actually with one assessment model was, was rated poor, and they gave a different test, and she was rated terrific. So unless we have a and, – and here are some of the reforms that need to happen first. We need a comic academic uh, uh, standard. We need better tests, and as Suzanne said, there's a hundred different vehicles out there. Uh, how do we know which one? We need better tests and, and, and empirical data to show that that test accurately measures students' growth. We need to be able to diagnose students' day-to-day -day needs, and we need more effective school leaders uh, uh, to come in and, and, and work the process. If there are bad teachers in the school, that leads me to think there are incompetent principals and administrators who are not getting rid of them. So that and and as I was saying, how about some of these for uh, for an assessment? Classroom environment, subject matter, pupil activities, teacher effectiveness, evidence of good planning, interpersonal well, I relationship. I mean, those are things that we could be judged on. And in fact, these are some skills that are on evaluations that are already in existing in Passaic right. County. I don't think the, gov uh, the commissioner is recommending that you do away with all, He, but he wants to make a crux to growth. And and it's a good concept, I guess, but uh, as Suzanne brought out, uh, and I'll ask Suzanne to follow up with any comments, uh, it's a hard – growth is a great concept. It's a good theory, but how do we put it into practice? Uh, Sue, do you have anything else that you want to – well, I, I, I think when we're talking about all over the place, um, I, I don't think that we just kind of throw up our hands and say it's impossible. Um, I think we we need some very focused conversations on what are best practices, what, you know, what, what, what actually constitutes growth, and uh, what are quality assessments. Uh, I know that the teaching to the test has really gotten a, a lot of, you know, it's a bad thing to say. But if the test is a quality assessment, it doesn't necessarily become, you know, such a, a negative connotations with that term. Uh, for example, when the current uh, New Jersey ASK test uh, were done, uh, there was a, a lot more emphasis based on my days when I was a teacher on just the uh, multiple choice. There was actually writing as a part of the assessment with open-ended mm -hmm. questions, and it it was geared more uh, of what you wanted to see. Um, you, you can't judge quality writing just by putting in a bubble about whether their mechanics are correct or the spelling is correct, uh, and, people, uh, and those multiple choice questions really are, 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 do a poor job of assessing quality writing. When you actually ask students to write and there's a, a writing component, that's a much better assessment. So uh, what I'm looking for is quality assessment 
uh, in that area, but realizing that they're limited and really looking at all of our subject areas and assessments and benchmarks uh, that are quality and then not have everybody all over the place. uh, Hold on. I'm going to put Suzanne on hold. I want to get to one of her earlier points, though, uh, was, Joe, maybe we don't have a perfect system. And thank you, Suzanne, for uh, and just hang on and listen. Um, maybe we don't have a perfect uh, model right now for measuring student growth, but shouldn't we be at least trying to move in that area? Because I think even the commissioner admits that we uh, don't have the perfect uh, system right now, but we should be moving in that direction. Would you object to trying to move in that direction? Uh, that goes without without dispute. Of course we should, and I think Suzanne's comment uh, uh, echoed that and shows that we are doing it without, again, uh, blaming the educator, the teacher. As I think Sue said she was Hunterton County. I'm sure they, they, they are turning a great student. Right? She said... She said we moved from the multiple choice bubble in to writing assessments and, and so on and so forth. So... So the natural yeah. evolution. I'm sorry, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Uh, right? Yeah. So, I mean, aren't we naturally evolving into that just by Suzanne's comments? Joe, uh, I'm kind of losing you. Uh, I don't hear you that great. Uh, are you going to speak again? I'm getting terrible, terrible feedback. Yeah, why don't you go on the regular phone, Joe? Are you I'm, I'm hearing a, a, a piercing whistle. Should I call you back in? Or? Yeah, and I'll do a little monologue for two minutes, okay? Sorry? Sorry. Uh, call, recall, and I will... Okay. Um... Okay, better. Oh, there you are. You're back. Good. Joe? Yes. Okay, you're back. So, um, did you hear me at all? Uh, I'm sure it was brilliant, whatever you said. Oh, no, uh, well, I said Suzanne's... Case in point, when you said we don't dispute there should be uh, a better assessment uh, models, and, and Suzanne's case in point was perfectly taken. We went from bubble in multiple choice to better writing assessments, so it's a natural evolutionary pro- process that's happening. So uh, I, I don't think we need though. all of these threats and, and, and uh, innuendos and rhetoric it is happening, and our students are doing tremendous by the statistics. Uh, how do we get to be number one if we're in such a failed model and everything is so terrible? I, I haven't heard that at all. Uh, I, uh, I mean, this I mean, state gonna, and our uh, kids are doing a terrific job, and I, that's who I'm standing up for. And and we're just coming up with ph- uh, educational philosophies and political partisanship and and we're framing the argument that somehow we're terrible and we're the best. So can the best get better? Certainly. Are, are Joe, I would agree with you that we are um, that the rhetoric tends to focus on uh, failing students, maybe even failing school buildings. Uh, and I would agree with you that most school districts and most students in New Jersey are succeeding, uh, and most school buildings and teachers are succeeding. Uh, just a reminder to our callers, if you want to call in, it's 1347-989-8904, and you press 1 if you want to make a comment or ask a question. But one other point that Suzanne made was she, she likes the concept of moving to measuring student growth, which is how much the student learns during the course of the year, um, which is, and she admits it's probably hard to measure. And 
Would you object to at least trying to measure student growth during the year, and if the teacher's doing a great job, rewarding them for that? Well, again, how do you reward the music teacher? How do you reward the art teacher? How do you uh, reward the instructional assistant who helps you? How do you reward the custodian who who, who is also, or, or the cafeteria worker who tells the kids about the fine? We're not in it for the reward, Ray. And and as you know, uh, uh, fifth grade students, because we were, when I, I also was a board member, we noticed that the fifth grades generally did not show as much growth. And when we had psychologists come in, it's just the normal peaks and valleys of puberty and adolescence. So how do you g- g- uh, gauge if Ray Penny's coming into school and, and uh, he heard gunshots that night or he didn't eat or he doesn't feel good b- about himself and his academic growth may not be there, but that teacher makes him feel some self-worth. And next year he does better. See, Ray, if my teachers were judged by my academic growth in in grammar school and high school, many of them would have been considered unqualified. I was just an out-of-tune student. But they gave me the foundations. They gave me the foundations to make my life, and I thank them every day. But it was some of my responsibility also. Tell me a proper and and not even a perfect uh, assessment vehicle. Tell me that, because we're talking about teachers who have dedicated their lives, colleges, to come in, graduate schools, to teach our kids. And and I think President Obama said in South Korea, teachers are considered nation builders. In New Jersey, we're considered greedy, overpaid people who use their students as drug mules. It, it, and when we, when we have the data, that shows we're successful. So unless we could come up with a way to protect or, or to help these people say, listen, we're not going to play political football with your lives and your careers. Uh, we're going to give you, and these are the assessment tools, and, and we're going to judge you somehow by that. We're judged every year now. We do lose teachers. People go and come. Uh, I just think, again, we're, 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 we're hitting a uh, uh, we're using a, a sledgehammer when a, a little uh, maybe a rubber mallet might might be needed. Uh, let me. Uh, well, I I think the remark that most people would say to you, and I've heard uh, Jeffrey Canada say it: um, if you can't measure what or try to measure what good teaching is, then why evaluate? If we're just going to give out the same um, increases, no matter what type of job you do. I've heard the governor say that. Are we rated number one, one in advanced placement courses? But that doesn't, I, yeah. I guess the remark yes. would be... Are our colleges lowering their standards? Uh, I mean, kids are going to college, more kids are graduating college than ever. Uh, is the uh, American uh, per person, is our kids going down in intelligence? I mean, just talk to these kids. Uh, uh, they're they're brilliant. They're bright. They're the future. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. We're leaving America in good hands. What what what's an assessment tool? Uh, don't can't you assess just by looking at life uh, generally? Uh, where are we failing? You tell me where we're failing. Yeah, okay. Two hundred schools out of twenty five hundred, less than eight percent. If I was a basketball coach, I'd be uh, Bobby Hurley saying, uh, the greatest coach ever, and he lost 11% of his games. But where, are we, where is there such a, a tremendous failure here that, that, that 
even these things are coming in the course of a conversation naturally used to be reading, I, writing, and arithmetic as the school started. Now we're brought into drug education, sex education, nutrition, bullying. We, we, we are keeping pace with society. We are teaching the things that society needs. However, I think we're doing a damn good job. Uh, can it get better? Certainly. But not. we're not doing the job that we're getting uh, hammered from at every side. I, I would uh, I would uh, tell it's such an easy job, and if you don't have to do it, uh, come fill out applications. We'd love to have you become a member of PCEA. Uh, I think the point that they, that they try to make and I, and I is that even though we're succeeding and we're doing a great job, there are pockets, like any profession, that you have teachers who have been there for a while uh, who maybe are not performing. And what do we do with those teachers? And there's not many of them. And I, this is a huge argument probably over a small, very small percentage. Uh, but the, the tenure system would at that point seem to be protecting a, a poor teacher that maybe was granted tenure no, well, don't, through us. Through don't a, we have the wherewithal now to get rid of that teacher, Ray? Isn't isn't that the uh, uh, did not thirty teachers or, or more? I think there was two hundred cases last year. Didn't two hundred cases leave because they were, and and maybe fifty went to the tenure process. Can it be streamlined? Yes, I think Assemblyman Dygman has a bill. Instead of going a, a year, ninety days. Instead of going in front of a judge and administrator, present your case. We we naturally will present ours. Uh, as I said, if, if your case is based on politics, I hope we win. If your case is based on facts that that teacher is in, ineffective, I hope you win. But that is the process. It's not like seeing a guy on the street and say, gee, I think that guy's a criminal. Let me arrest him without any due process. It is due okay. process. In the teacher's task force, and, um, and this is switching gears a little bit, but uh they had they were proponing a model in which uh, teachers would be evaluated by peers uh, a group of peers uh who are fellow teachers in the school building but there is one caveat that those teachers wouldn't be part of the bargaining unit um, would that be an issue for you if that there would be well, a peer review of teachers and would it be I, an issue uh, that they're not being reviewed by teachers who are part of the union let me tell you something. I, I believe that's happening now. Uh, uh, we have peers and colleagues. They're called supervisors and administrators and principals. They're not part of our bargaining unit, and they're the ones who evaluate us. So, again, what, where, where are we going after there? That That's already happening. How, how is that it, any different? I'm going to I have a peer, were... and what are we going to call him? Peer plus, and, and well, who cares? I mean, we have that now. They're called supervisors and administrators. How is how is that proposal any different than what we have? I think the, the idea there would be a classification of master teachers, and there's two. A, as you know, in the last couple of years, uh, budgets and staffing in school buildings at both the teacher and administrative level has dropped off, so that if we were evaluating all teachers, not just very often, and not just the teachers who are uh, there less than three years, it would create who's going to do all those evaluations. Well, and what constitutes a so master a teacher? Who decides uh, what be, constitutes and, 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 and becomes a master teacher? The, the, the Department of Ed would set up criteria for a master teacher. 
Well, you see, we're having more bureaucracy and more regulations. We have that already, Ray. We have that already. Uh, sports, one or two superstars on the Yankees, the rest are not superstars. Do we say, oh, well, let's get rid of them? No, they're the world champions, uh, basketball, football. It's uh, police. Uh, it's the same in every profession. There are superstars, There are and there are stars. Certainly, we have superstar teachers. But for me, I know maybe I'm a star. And for some, maybe there are some that are never going to make the majors and earn minor leagues. And yes, certainly we need that process, but we have it. We have a three-year winnowing process before they get tenure. We have first five years when someone realizes, hey, this profession is a lot different than I thought. And then we have the so-called educational leaders who must have been master teachers to become a principal, I assume, uh, evaluate them and have the wherewithal to get rid of them. However, conversely, Ray, now we see the governor saying uh, a superintendent, the highest level of a school district, doesn't even need any teaching experience as long as they have a, uh, a business uh, or managerial experience and a bachelor's degree. So if I came out of college uh, with a bachelor's degree and was uh, wandering aimlessly and managed a McDonald's for a year, I should become a superintendent? It, it, it seems seems hypocritical to me that we're lessening or lowering the standards of our top chief administrator, the leader, instructional leader, and we're looking for ways to blame the people who are delivering these statistics that prove we're number one. I, nobody has proven to me yet that this system is not working. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think the system was, works. I think the numbers that they bring out is that, and you alluded to it before, that in all professions there's a group that loses their certificate, whether it's lawyers, doctors, teachers. There's a group that go through a process and uh, may not be deemed, even after a number of years, to be good in that profession or have done something to lose their license. And I think in those professions, if you look at it, teachers uh, lose very few lose their teaching certificate through tenure proceedings. A lot more lawyers and uh, oh, doctors. Really? How many lawyers were disbarred last year? Well, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but okay. I know. How many, doctors, how many doctors were let go from according, medical malpractice? According well, to that's the, what I'm saying. Uh, we we say that, Ray, but there's no statistics or numbers yes, to back no, it no. up. I don't think there would be any great di disparity in numbers there. I think probably uh, I probably think more teachers leave the profession or let go but through the tenure process than uh, disbarred lawyers or, or mal uh, malpractice doctors or, or policemen. Who I would think that there are more teachers, and I think maybe then now, uh, before well, we throw these things out, we should get the statistics and the data. According to the movie, it was listed in one of the documentary Waiting for Superman. They listed the nationwide how many people lose their certificate in each of those professions. And teachers were by far the smallest uh -huh. percentage. Now, of if I remember Waiting for Superman, that uh, that producer was the one who did Al Gore's Global Warming, correct? Yes. Yes. And and he was chided for for using poor facts and, and terrible scientific evidence to, to promote the eco-nuts, so to speak, uh, agenda. And now we're using, and I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but now we're using the same guy and we're saying his statistics bear it out. Well, 
you know, the conservatives can't have it both ways. Because I remember the conservative talk show host bashing him to death, saying his numbers, he's a liar, he's using false numbers. And now because uh, certain for-profit entities want to make our schools look bad, now all of a sudden his statistics are, are, are the uh, Ten Commandments? I don't think so. Okay, we have a, a short time left. Uh, I wanted to get to one point, and uh, we, you touched on it, and uh, Susanna had also brought it up a little bit. Um, also in the report that the task force put out was that how do we evaluate principals? Because uh, that's in most school buildings, the principal or either directly or indirectly evaluates the teachers, and they tie it pretty much to the teacher performance and student performance. Would that be okay with you, or how would you evaluate a, a super uh, principal? Or you think well, it would be a fair way? There, In about I would seconds. think. There, I would think you would have a, a generic, maybe a sheet that the staff could do. How how is communications in the building? It, does your uh, instructional leader, the principal, uh, provide where he can materials and support and suggestions to improve uh, personal growth and student growth? Is there a collegial feeling in 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 the building, or is it me boss, you worker, and 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 you do that? The, the old Weberian uh, argument agriculture model here's a shovel dig so i think there perhaps generically and and, okay, and Joe, certainly somewhat anonymously uh, joe, staff could could be part of that process joe i'm going to be uh cutting you off because we have uh, 25 seconds left uh i'd like to thank you for joining us and for those who listen joe and i have these conversations almost every time we meet um, <laughs> and always a pleasure right <laughs> uh, i'd like to thank joe for joining us next week our show will be paul green uh, school board attorney, he will be talking about the implications of the anti-bullying legislation on school districts. I thank you for uh, joining us and, uh, and being our listener. As we all know, our kids' education is too important not to talk about. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.